2 Samuel 7. If you were to compile a list of like your top 10 Bible chapters to kind of give you the story of salvation history, you would have to include 2 Samuel 7. It's where God enacts the Davidic covenant, his promise to David, your house shall remain forever. And so the scene opens with David and his uh, nice palatial suite. He's got a you know, flat screen TV, his you know, feet are kicked up um, in his lazy boy. He's got a, um, a Jewish uh, beanbag chair in the corner. And he, and he kind of gazes out the window and he sees God's dwelling place. And this kind of sinking feeling is in his stomach. And he says, look, this is what he says, here I am, here I am living in a house of cedar. Right, he just installed these nice uh, hardwood floors. Here I am living in a house of cedar while the ark of God dwells in a tent. So he decides to do God a favor, right? He's like, okay, God, like, it's, a, it's a good, uh, good intuition, good holy intuition. I want to build you a fitting dwelling place. But God says, au contraire, right? You want to build a house for me? No, I am going to build a house for you. I'm going to build a dynasty for you, a line of kings that will endure forever. Your house will endure forever. It's a great promise. The only problem was that it didn't happen. I mean, he had a good long run, 400 years of kings succeeding each other. But then the Babylonians came and cut off the line of David. The house of David was, in a sense, destroyed, or so it seemed from the outside. And so the people of Israel had to make a choice. Did they despair? Did they think that God was a liar? Or do they instead choose to hope? In the depths of their suffering, they chose instead to hope. And why? Because they remembered this promise given by God in 2 Samuel 7. God, you said that the house of David would endure forever. We don't know how that's going to look now, but you said it, and so I believe it. They remembered how he had been faithful to them up until this point. And so even in their darkness, the people of Israel could continue to sing the goodness of the Lord. They leaned into God's word, hoping against hope that somehow God would be faithful. And so then, what happens? Well, we, we get our gospel today. 600 years after this devastation, an angel appears to Mary, right? Betrothed to a man from the house of David. And what is this message? God's promise that he spoke a thousand years ago at this point it's coming true. 
the line of David will be maintained. It will be precious in his eyes forever. And so the angel Gabriel speaks these words to Mary. And she has a choice. Just like Israel before her. She could choose to despair, thinking about the state of her nation, the state that she is in, just poor, nothing to her name. Or she could choose to hope and trust in the words that God was speaking to her through her messenger, through his messenger. And so Mary became the perfect embodiment of the hopeful Israel. She herself contained in her womb when she said, be it done unto me according to your word. God came to dwell within the womb of the virgin Mary. And so she became this house of Israel, keeping safe this new king who was going to enact a kingdom that would endure forever, Jesus Christ. And so she literally was this house of David. The tradition calls her a house of gold, a house of gold. And how did she become this house of gold? She received God's word. St. Augustine said over and over again that Mary had to first conceive Christ by faith in her heart before she could conceive him in her womb. She had to first conceive Christ by faith in her heart before she could conceive him in her womb. And so that's, that's the beauty of what we get to share in. Right, Mary is this house of gold, and Mary was certainly graced beyond measure. But she desires to share her same heart with us. This heart that was the house of gold. We can share in this same heart by sharing in this same grace of receiving God's word. This is a grace available to everybody sitting in the church right now. When we allow the Lord to look into the depths of our hearts in prayer, or we spend time, we, we shovel aside time to spend reading and pondering over sacred scripture, or we just allow the mess of our lives to come forward to him in the sacrament of confession, then Christ is able to speak these words into our hearts, words of hope. These words can transform the darkest parts of our life, the, place, the places where we think, God, I thought you would be here, but you weren't. Like the people of Israel, God, you promised you were going to be here, but I do not feel you, I do not hear you. When we come to him in this honest prayer, the places where we were most subject to despair can be transformed into the sources of deepest hope. These places where we were most subject to despair can be transformed into the sources of deepest hope. And so as we prepare for these last few days before uh, Christmas, we can ask Our Lady to give us a share 
and this receptivity of her immaculate heart. And so the promise that God made to David 3,000 years ago can be realized and fulfilled anew in our own lives. And so that Mary can help us to become a house of gold, ready to receive the Lord Jesus Christ when he comes. You've been listening to the Christ the King at LSU podcast. If you would like to become a golden giver or learn more about what we do, please visit ctklsu.org.